are back. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Janine. All right, I've got you. <laughs> How are you? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. This is it is Valentine's Day, isn't it? It is. Wow. Or as I call it, love day. I think we should love one another every day. So it's an excuse to eat chocolate day for me. <laughs> well, you know, I can't argue with that. I'm I'm a huge fan of both. Okay. Um, love and chocolate. Yeah, come on. I know. Seriously. <laughs> So congrats on your uh, latest film, The World Without You. It, it's a powerful film. I loved it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I was super happy to be a part of it, man. It was a great shoot. So um, I, I, uh, I kind of put it kind of a feather in my cap since I was um, I was fascinated by this, the actual story of mm-hmm. that behind the film, you know, the Daniel Pearl's death. And so yes. I, I was really happy to be involved with it. It was really great. That when I heard about Daniel Pearl, that was such a sad story. And then I heard that about this film, The World Without You. It's the story of the Frankel family, and they come together in 2005, the year after the death of the youngest son, Leo, a journalist. Um, how how did you connect with this film? How did they find you and cast you? Um. Janina, I'm not sure how they did that. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's okay. Um, I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking it was uh, the universe. Um, okay. I just they reached out for me, and, and well, I, I have uh, I have a lot of work. You know, I've done a lot of work, lot. and so yes, um, they they reached out to me and offered me the part. It was fantastic, and I was just super excited. I couldn't believe it because I. I followed the uh, the tragic, um, you know, um, you know, facts of, of Daniel's death. Yes. And then I thought, well, you know, and it came at an interesting time for me in my life. Um, in that, I had, uh, let me see, I think it was had, it was um, a little over a year since I lost my wife, oh, um, so Karen Landry, who was a wonderful actress and, and an artist, oh. and um, and so. It was, <laughs> it was, there's this thing called Kismet, you know? Yes, where, yes. And um, so I just, I just was amazed that, that this was, uh, this was, this happened. Yeah. And, and then, uh, um, you know, then Annika is a, is a really good friend of mine. And so, um, and so we, um, who played my daughter, you know, so I, okay. this was amazing. It was Amazing. Well, I guess we'll just have you do this. Uh, well, but the, the, the short answer is, I don't know how. Uh, they just made the offer. I think it's I fantastic. Read the, I read the script and I loved it. You yeah. were you were great in the role. I just want to mention. I mean, you have been in so many things. From yeah. you know, I mean, you, I'll let you name them: the NBC shows, Better Call Saul, you yeah. know, Chicago Justice. You tell you tell me. Well, we can go. We can back the truck up, please. Um, I just. I just finished a wonderful, um, wonderful movie that's uh, that's in post production right now in New York called um, called The Redeemer, and it's about it's an eighteen eighties uh, western that we shot in um, Montana okay. um, in no, in November and December, um, and uh, with uh, Brandon Rowe, the, the you know, uh, Superman, and my he plays my son, and. Um, who else is in that? Um, Dana Sparks is in it, mm-hmm. and Robert Kohasi from uh, Blue Bloods, and Robert um, is a, was the producer on it. But I did that, 
And then I did a I did a movie just before that called Love uh, Deadland okay. with, uh, with Robert Rodriguez, um, and it's about immigration. And then I what did I do? Yeah, I have a, a bunch of movies, but I've been in two. Uh, two Academy Award-winning movies, of course, Whiplash and, yes. and Captain Phillips, and um, you know, and I, I, I get it. I, I'm in these social justice movies a lot. I like um, that. You know, I, I did Roe versus Wade with Holly Holly Hunter. Um, okay. And um, and uh, North Country with uh, you know with Shirley Theron. She she got an Academy Award nomination for that. Sure. Uh, if you just I, wait, let me just interject. So, if we're just tuning in, we're just speaking with uh, award-winning film and TV actor Chris Mulkey uh, about his latest. Well, it's not your latest film, but it's uh, oh. a very powerful film that came out in 2019, "The World Without mm-hmm. You." Um, I want to mention you just mentioned Whiplash. That's one of my favorite films. That is so great. Um, you know, I I played the uh, the the, you know, the the not very nice uncle to the yes. miles, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it it was great. You know, there's a thing when you uh, when you're offered a, a part. You know, you you think about it, and you have to go with your first intuition. And and then my agent called and said, Damien wants to meet you, the director. Okay. Um, and uh, he he won. Uh, he won best short film at Sundance, and he wants to make wow. it into a, a, a full-length film. Okay. And I went, oh, I'm going to meet someone who just won a short, you know, award. And I went, all right, yeah, I'm going to meet him, see what the deal is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I met him and I, and read the script, and I went, oh, my God, yeah, whatever you need, I'll, I'll, I'll bring coffee. I don't <laughs> care. <you know? laughs> Coffee. <laughs> it was lovely, <laughs> and then, and the world without you. It was that way too. I, That's great. Um, I read the script, and Suzanne did a great job of, of writing it and putting it all together, and and played my wife, um, mm-hmm. Suzanne Johnson, and um, she was great. And, she, she, and and it was just it was just fantastic, you know, um, and and hard too. It was a very uh, emotionally emotionally packed uh, set. Oh my gosh. I know um, everybody had something they were dealing with. Yeah, they were. And, and yeah. a lot of people had stuff they were dealing with in their lives, too. Yes. And I won't go into that, but it's, um, yeah, it, it, and I, I think it, I was thinking that I'm the patriarch, you know, of course, I have two mm-hmm. kids and I have grandkids. And uh, so it was like, it was kind of like stepping into this film was, Stepping into my life, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still mourning my wife's passing. Um, sure. My 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 kids live at my house um, because they're buying another house, and so mm-hmm. they all moved into my house in Venice. Um, it was it was amazing. Wow, I was going to ask what life has been like in the pandemic. Did you not skip a beat? Were you still working, acting, you know, or did you have a pause in your life? Um, I kept working. Um, I have, there's two Chris Malkies in one. That's right. If you order now, you get <laughs> one Chris Malky, but wait a minute. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get another Chris Malky. Um, I have Chris Malky, the musician. And uh, so if I you go on that. Spotify and you go Chris Malky and Deluxe, yes. um, you'll, you'll, I, I play um, Americana and uh, Texas Jump and Louisiana Blues, actually. It's kind of 
what I do. Um, so Very cool. I, I, the lead-in is that when, um, when COVID first came out, um, just we were, there was just echoes of it. And I was, I was doing pre- pre-production on this wonderful series that's going to come out called The Power. Mm-hmm. It'll, 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 it's coming out. Okay. And um, I was flying back from London. And I went to the Bourbon Room. I was doing a residency, a blues residency on Hollywood and Vine, this great club. And uh, Nick, Nick Cabrero, a wonderful uh, New York uh, uh, musical actor, was there. And we became friends. And about two weeks later, um, I'm there. And he's not feeling well. He has the sniffles. He's coughing. I don't know. Uh-oh. And I'm going, and it, no one's wearing masks. It's just the echoes of it. And I get a call from this club manager who says, Nick's in, the, Nick's in the hospital. He's not feeling well. Oh, no. Really, how do you feel? And I went, I'm fine. Two days later, I wasn't feeling you were good. not fine. And, they, and then a couple, well, then I was sick for about a week. Um, and I went and got tested when they finally started testing. And they yeah. said, yep, you had COVID. Okay. Ugh. And so then I had it. And um, then I was done. And so they cast me in a in a TV series right after that in Serbia, and I went to Serbia, to Belgrade, Serbia, and did a TV series. Wow. And then came, then came back, and I still had antibodies in my... And no one got sick in our pod, either. No one got sick. Unbelievable. And then, and then they went to uh, South Africa, and I had a blood test, and, um, and I did, uh, did the TV series, so the TV series, uh, mm-hmm. The Power, and came back from Cape Town, and then I got vaccinated, and now I've done this last year. I did four movies. Unbelievable, Chris! Yeah, wow. and um, and there were four really great movies. One, The Redeemer, and then you know another great movie called Mother May I, which was a great movie. So that's a long answer to no. I just kept working, <laughs> and but I haven't that's been great. playing in clubs. My last club was kind of like you know the word I have, I have a, a big. Uh, do you know the word, you know, mitzvah, you know? Yes, <laughs> so, yes. So, yes. I think you do. Yes, I do. So, so anyhow, so the, um, I, uh, Howard Seltzman's a friend of mine, and Howard runs the social program at the Fireside Convalescent Home where people who have, um, you know, the end-of-life stuff, okay? Um, okay? And my friend John Schwartz was there. And when John was there, bless him, he was a great writer and TV producer, and we were friends for 40 years, you know. And uh, and John, when he was there, he goes, he always called me Monk. Monk, mm. he says, I think Monk. I can book you in here. And I went, well, great, book me in. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I've, I've, for the past, like, eight years, I've been playing off and on at the Fireside Convalescent Home, and I play for about maybe 20 people in wheelchairs. That is great, and, Chris. You know, Alzheimer's uh, uh, victims. And so my last, my last, uh, my last gig, well, yeah. now I'm, I have a club gig, but okay. my last gig was at the, uh, at the fireside convalescent home. But that's got to really uh, lift people up. That's it's amazing. amazing. You yeah. go in there and they're, they're all like wilted. You have a vase with a plant. You're, you're out of town. You come back. You, mm-hmm. you water it. and It looks terrible. And, and three hours later, you come back. and So they wheel these people in. They're all these wilted flowers. Yeah. And, you know, I, I start out. And um, in within like five minutes, they're all kind of 
nodding and snapping their fingers. Some are singing along. It's, it's great. I do an hour. So. Well, <laughs> there's tremendous research on the power of music to connect with people who have Alzheimer's, who have all kinds of, you know, different disabilities. And I can see how that would be so powerful to them and to you. It's really powerful to me. I was my my uh, my drummer uh, Greg Davis. We I go in there with with an acoustic guitar, not plugged in. Okay. No amp, no you know, no microphone. And Greg comes in with a, uh, either brushes, mm-hmm. uh, not hair brushes, but no, I know. brushes, the <laughs> drums, yeah. or hot sticks. Yeah. And he play he plays a he puts a book on a folding chair. What? And so then so there's two different tones. Amazing. And we do an hour that way, and it, it's just, and we walk out, and we're just like, he just goes, wow, this is what it's all about. It is. It is, because yeah. um, when you do something wonderful for someone else, it lifts you up. Yeah, it, it, it's, and it has been. And so I'm, every time, when I go there, I always, John's passed on now, and uh, but I always, uh, I always introduce, my, introduce myself, and I, I speak his name, and uh, yeah. That's amazing. It's been eight, I just calculated it's been eight years. Eight years? <laughs> I've been doing it. Wow. Yeah. You know, like every, I don't know, like every, well, Howard and I are friends now. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, yeah, about every maybe three or four months, I'm, Malky, what are you doing? Yeah. I said, I'm, are you in town? I am in town. Can you come over? I'm, over, I'm coming. Yeah. That's great. But, I mean, think of the impression you're making on the residents. That's great. Yeah, there was a lady there. She finally passed. She was she was a hundred and two. So I knew her from okay. So I knew her which from ninety six to a hundred and two. Okay. And she was a spark. She was a spark. Um, she was all the time. Um, I, I go around. I have a song called um, "Everyday Man." It's about people working. So, okay. I'm, so what I do is I go around the room and I ask. What you do for a living? And people who can answer answer, and people don't. Yeah. And she, and she, and she would go. She went. I said, "What? what did you, I forgot. What did you do for a living?" She says, "I was a stripper." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "No, you weren't." Oh, yes, I was. She's a kidder, of course. Uh, but, but she was. She That's was a funny. pistol. I mean, such great stuff. I love it. Oh, I love it. I bet people would get up and dance if they could. Anybody? Yeah, they, yeah. They w- no, they're all in wheelchairs. Oh, they are. Okay. They're, they're okay. unsteady. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll tap their feet. Well, so that's good. I mean, I'm due, you know. I'm due back there, I think. You should. I think that's incredible. That's wonderful. Yeah. I wanted- so there's two Chris Malkies, yeah. Well, I, I saw that. I was going to ask you about your musical talents. That's great. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to ask you, uh, my show, by the way, is called Get the Funk Out. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you how you stay positive in life. You know, we're, we've been through this, started this pandemic in March 2020, and you've yeah. had a lot of work. But, I mean, as an actor, you know, I'm sure you've had some ups and downs. And for people that are listening that are in in the arts, what could you tell them about staying positive? Well, you know, I, uh, I, I'm, I was a philosophy major in, in college, and... Uh, so I'm always interested in how people do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's um, I don't know. How do I say positive? Well, tomorrow is another day. Okay, mm-hmm. I always think about that. Tomorrow is another day, and I am 
I'm always thankful. I'm thankful yes. that um, I'm thankful to be on the radio with you today, Jane. I'm not kidding. Thank you. Um, I'm thankful for my career and for my family, um, and I'm thankful for the the coffee that I had. I had great coffee this morning too. It's the simple things, you know. Yeah, you're mindful. You're very mindful. Maybe. Yeah. I guess maybe I'm mindful. I I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, try not to judge myself, although I do it all the time. <laughs> so I try to, don't beat yourself up. Okay, well, I'm too busy. I'm beating myself I'm be- up I'm right too busy now. beating <laughs> myself up, yes, with the negative self-talk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But there are people, COVID has been difficult for people. I had the, I had the, the, the fortune or the misfortune of having COVID right off the bat. When uh, when that the former president said it didn't exist, yes. and then uh, man day, he was wrong, sure. and about many things. Yes, um, but um, he was wrong about that for sure. Uh, Nick Cabrera, that I got it from, died. Oh no! He, he was forty-one, a one-year-old child, married, lovely guy, fit as a fiddle. He, um, you look at him, you thought he was a like a. Like a bodybuilder, I mean, he was just completely ripped, and um, and I was a little envious. And anyhow, but but he, uh, yeah, and he passed away. The people people went, "Well, you probably didn't have it bad. You probably got a weaker strain of it." And I said, "Well, no, um, me, my daughter, her two kids, her mother-in-law, her husband, and myself, uh, and my significant other." Um, all got it at the same time, Ugh. and that uh, is we all, rough. We all, none of us went to the doctor, um, but we were all, you know, we were varying degrees of uh, not feeling good. So yeah, and then that was before you got vaccinated. That was that was Delta. yeah, it was a year before vaccination. Yeah, uh, one year before vaccination. That was rough. I mean, March 2020, I was supposed to go to New York City. And mm-hmm. I canceled for other reasons. And then next thing you know, Westport was getting hit. New York City was slammed. I mean, it was awful. Yeah, I know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to Jersey. Um, I'm going to do a, a autograph a signing uh, thing in, in Jersey. Um, Great. In two weeks. And uh, so, and I've had my third vaccination and I'm fine. That's um, good. That's good. But I follow all protocols and I believe in science. That's so great. It's fine. <laughs> I, I want to ask you: Have you ever been on a a show, a film, and you're starstruck? Um, a couple times. Yes. Um, maybe a, a long time ago, there was there was a, a wonderful actor, who, um, Robert Blake, mm-hmm. who um, had a had uh, a series called Beretta, and what yeah. uh, was the first television show I did? I I'd done three feature films that I'd starred in, actually, independent films. I came to Hollywood, and I got cast for a role in an episode of Beretta. And I was, and I liked him. Uh, he did a great movie called, I think he got an Academy Award nomination for a thing called In Cold Blood, a Cuban okay. Capote film. And um, I went on the set, and uh, I went up to the, this guy who's dressed just like the character of, um, of Beretta. And, and I said, uh, hey, um, Robert, it's nice to meet you. I'm Chris Malkin. Mm-hmm. And the guy looked at me and smiled. He said, uh, 
I, I'm not Robert. I'm his stand-in. I'm his double. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and then Robert. Then Robert came on the set, and I was like a little, you know, I was That's a little funny. rattled. And and I said, uh, yeah, I said, I said, nice to meet, yeah. finally meet you. I said, I said hello to your double. He said, yeah, that's great. He said, he said, you're so tall. And then he turned to the director and said, why did you give me, you cast a gorilla. You know, a I'm gorilla? only like five, five. <laughs> why did you cast a gorilla? You know, like, and I, I felt, oh, my God. Nice. And then he turned back and he said, he said I'm just messing with you, kid. It's oh. great to have you on the show. This is going to be great. And we, and uh, then they had me back um, for yet another episode um, halfway through the, the season where I, Played a completely different character and just had a different jacket on. That was fine. That so, was great. I love it. Oh my god! I was star- I was truly star starstruck. Did yeah. Did you always know you wanted to be an actor? Um, I didn't know that I always wanted to be an actor. No, I, I um, I was an I was an athlete in high school and the beginning of college, and then my but I always loved movies and television. I, I lived in a, a small town in Iowa when I grew up in, in grade school. And so all we had was like one channel TV or, mm-hmm. you know, and no theater or anything like that. But I went to the university of Minnesota and, um, uh, a baseball player, a friend of mine, a uh, wonderful player, George Finley, um, said, Chris, you know, if you need some electives, uh, you should take an acting class. And I said, Oh no, actors are crazy. I'm not going to take, he says, well, <laughs> you like movies and television. Yeah. So, you know, why, why not do it? And I said, yes. okay, I will. And I took the class, and I remember my first my first acting teacher, Linda Walsh, uh, who went on to get a, a Ph.D. at uh, Northwestern. Um, and um, uh, I changed my major and became an actor right after that elective. That's amazing. And, and that, that, was, that was it. And then I had the fortune of getting involved with, um, I co-wrote a play that we, that we took to New York um, when I was like 19 or 20. And it was really? at, at Cafe La Mama and it was a big success. And um, so that is great. one thing led to another. Yeah, That is great. Uh, we're going to wrap up soon, but I just want to give a shout out to Jewish Life TV that has acquired non-exclusive rights to broadcast the feature film drama that you are in, The World Without You, produced by Suzanne. I am not going to get her name right. So Suzanne Johnson, and it's... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know the middle name. It's uh, C-A-C-C-A-M-I-S-E, Johnson, directed oh, by... For, I think it's pronounced Suzanne Johnson. Okay, because I saw the middle <laughs> name. Uh, directed yeah. by Damon Sh- Shalit, mm-hmm. uh, starring Radia Mitchell and Chris Mulkey. The film will make its network premiere on Saturday, February 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, where can people find out more about you? Um... I'm easily Googled. You'll get about 15 pages of, you can go on, on IMDb or okay. Google. You can listen to my music on Spotify. Just go Chris Mulkey or Chris Mulkey and Deluxe. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite films. I've done about 110 films. Wow, Chris, you know, that's a lot. Uh, and uh, movies. Yeah. And um, I The World Without You is so personal and... Um, and I think Damon did a great job. Um, the look of it, the, the sound mix, um, mm-hmm. and all the acting in it, I think it's a terrific film. I'm so happy that you guys picked it up. 
It's fantastic. I, I really enjoyed it. I put all the information on the show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if anyone has missed part of this conversation, it'll be up within the hour as a podcast. Well, great. Janine, if you want me to come back and talk about other stuff, I would love won't that. always. It's up. I'm going to just, I wasn't going to say this, but I will. Um, yeah. it's, it's funny. I, I, a lot of my career has been with social, um, social stuff, right? And, yeah. and certainly World Without You is a, is a film that deals with our society and yes. philosophies. And, yes. and um, I just, we were putting together a film, uh, my partner and I are in, uh, putting together a film in Meridian, Mississippi. Okay. Um, and it's, it's about the synagogue bombings in 1968 Whoa. in Meridian. And the because the Jewish community was funding the uh, NAACP, mm-hmm. and so the Klan went after the Jewish community as well. Oh. And this is a uh, my co-writer is part of that community, okay. and so he and I teamed up together. So this is my that's my next big project as we speak. So well, I would uh, absolutely love to have you back on for that and anything else. Oh, thank you, Janine. That's great. All right. This has been a we this has been a, a quick uh, a, a quick interview. I mean, lengthwise, it's been um, adequate, but the uh, but it went fast. You're great to talk to. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. And uh, I'll be in touch. All right. All right. Hey, have a gr- happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. You too. You too. And be well. Thanks. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Bye, Chris. I've been talking with Chris Malky. He's an award-winning, multi-talented film and television actor. If you missed any part of this conversation, it'll be up as a podcast within an hour after I wrap. And uh, we're going to take a little break. And then when I come back, I am going to be live in the studio with several UCI students. And we're going to talk about the WISE Initiative, Wellness Initiative in Social Ecology. And they're going to join me to talk about their experience with WISE and their mental health journeys and their perspectives at UCI. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 